0: Get out the insurance cards. Get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Hey, everyone. This is the Look Back Podcast with Sam and Maddie. Brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Maddie, how are you after this? Positively insane week 15 that we just had. I mean, talk about disappointments. I mean, I think I've talked about disappointments to start off our show quite a few times, but this has to be the biggest disappointment week of the season by far. This
1: has to be the most anxiety inducing week of the entire NFL year. Not even just from a fantasy disappointment level. We had so many injuries, we had games being moved because we didn't have teams that were healthy enough to play. I mean, it has been stressful. People... We're DMing me multiple times a day with the update saying, who do I start? And I was like, at this point, you're going to have to ask me like, I don't know, Saturday, Sunday.
0: We don't even know what's happening. Literally right before follow whatever beat reporter you can for that individual team. That's going to give you Mm -hmm. a better, more concise answer of who exactly is starting and who has passed the protocols or who's passed whatever test, because it is just been absolutely insane. And what's crazy. We're not done yet. There's Tuesday night football. We got two games tomorrow.
1: I'm excited, but I'm also exhausted.
0: I know. so well spread out is just kind of a lot. It's too much. It's absolutely too much. Yeah, Guys, if you're tuning in and you have a comment or question for us, please jump over to YouTube and throw us a comment there because we can't see them on the Twitter based on the platform we're looking at. So if you guys have yeah. comments and things you want to throw at us, please go ahead and do so over on YouTube. And we will be happy to answer them, throw the questions absolutely. up on the board. But let's jump in to... Probably, let's, let's start with the Monday night football games. Let's start with the game that just happened and then we can briefly touch on the Browns Raiders game which barely even felt like a game because it was missing so many players. So let's focus on Vikings Bears for the first part. Um I think that that game how do we even, how do we even dice like dissect how many mistakes the Bears made that made it so that they couldn't win. Like they got in their own way so many times.
1: They did. I I <laughs> I truly think that the Bears had potential to win that game.
0: I felt like they did. It felt like they their defense was being very effective. They were being really good at stopping Dalvin Cook, the number one weapon, the juggernaut himself. They they held him and could not capitalize
1: Like, at all. And I felt like Bills looked better than what he's looked in a while. So there's that. I mean, he, he looked better 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 he is think- he good no no but I do think he looks better I see more yeah. potential the last couple of games I've seen more potential out of him
0: I agree I feel like I've definitely seen more potential out of him as well it's just so many mistakes across the board so many terrible penalties just like juvenile penalties it shouldn't have been They shouldn't have happened, let alone, I mean, they should always be called, but they just kept getting in their own way and they just couldn't capitalize whenever they managed to get a turnover. David Montgomery was practically a ghost. I mean, he only had 15 attempts and 61 yards, four catches, just nothing that you really want out of probably your running back two for the week.
1: Not even a little bit. No, I'm going through, I'm going through some of the numbers right now.
0: Yeah. And I wrote these down at the middle of the fourth quarter. So some of these might be just slightly off, but I don't feel like that off because there was so little offense played in the last couple minutes. Of I know game. I was <laughs>
1: tuning in just like, so I missed most of the Raiders Browns game because I was at work mm-hmm. Um, and I came home and I told you, I was like, I feel like I caught like the game. That's all I needed to see. And it was the exact opposite of yeah. this game.
0: No, absolutely. This game, could have been it could have been a blowout there were so many times where if the bears had capitalized on every turnover they got every single opportunity they would have won this game and they just could not get it done on the opposite side of the ball the vikings players were held they didn't have crazy stellar numbers i mean justin jefferson did get a touchdown but he only had three catches on six targets which is just not that exciting no people played kj osborne i know that i did in a lot of formats because i was just hoping for you know, if Thielen was out, someone's going to be the number two to get those mm-hmm. targets three for three on t- receptions and targets for 21 yards, no touchdowns. And then is mere Smith Marietta. Hopefully I said that pretty close to right had one catch for a touchdown. So he managed to vulture, whatever probable touchdown that KJ Osborne was going to have
1: himself. I, who would have thought that Dalvin cook, nada, Justin Jefferson, I'm just, like, floored by these numbers right now.
0: No, I know. It's just, it doesn't match really what the end score was, in my opinion. It just, it felt like it should have been much higher. Yeah. It was just very lackluster. I think that Kirk Cousins only ended up having 87 passing yards today. You're right.
1: Nothing. 12 for 24, so he was 50% there.
0: Nothing compared to what he should have had. It was just absolutely sad.
1: And the Viking, the Vikings also, yeah, I don't know. You're you're don't looking know at what the I numbers, expected.
0: and you don't even know how to like dissect it. What we do here? Yeah, I feel like the Vikings are
1: like we don't know, we don't know what they're gonna do. No. Do they want to win? Do they not want to win? Do they? play? not seem like
0: they did. I mean, Eric Kendritz got ejected for a very egregious hit on Justin I Fields. Did it was see like. That. Dude, like what are you, you don't doing? do that. What are you doing that? You don't lunge and just helmet first go into like it. it really felt like he it's, had the time to to miss that too. Like, yeah, that didn't
1: especially sense. after we've already had three guys play, three guys carted off the field. I know this week. Like we don't need any more. We don't like, need. Let's anymore. chill out.
0: Let's let's not have any more stretchers on the field for a week, please. Give us a, a while. break. Too yeah. much, too much stress. All crazy.
1: Daniel.
0: Daniel's tuning in, finally getting to catch an episode live. Thank you for tuning in, dude.
1: Daniel's in Australia. So this is awesome that he's up hanging out with us.
0: Wait, is it in the morning then?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in the morning. He's in the future.
0: Oh, let us know what the future holds for us, Daniel. If there's anything we should be aware of, we'd really appreciate it. If you have any further insight, because you're in the future on tomorrow's games and who's starting, that would be helpful. Let us know. (laughs) Definitely let us know. I think that the leading scores too, if you're looking for fantasy purposes and you play IDP, would have been Akeem Hicks and Robert Quinn for the Bears because they each had (laughs) over four tackles and two sacks each. So if you were looking for fantasy goodness there, hopefully you play IDP and you started them.
1: silver linings silver Silver linings linings. we're here
0: for the silver linings um and let's talk briefly about the raiders browns game again it just doesn't feel fair to really talk about this game in terms of full fantasy analysts like put putting that hat on it doesn't really make sense baker was out case keenum was out the team was out the team was out Kareem Hunt, 12 defensive players, because I didn't want to write them all down, were out. Um, Austin Hooper out. So even the offensive weapons that they did have didn't have big games either. So Nick Chubb was very underwhelming. He only had 23 attempts and 91 yards. He had one catch and one target. Harrison Bryant ended up being someone with a touchdown, which made no sense at all, because who started Harrison Bryant? If you did, screenshot it to me, and please let us know, because... I wouldn't have guessed to
1: start him. him. I saw a lot of people upset with Dearness Johnson, though.
0: Very upset with Dearness Johnson and his performance. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones, at least he did get four catches, so he wasn't completely gone. If you're in a PPR league, you got a couple points for that, but just nothing compared to what you were hoping for. David Njoku had three for five with 29 yards. Again, very just unimpressive.
1: You also had Nick Mullins at quarterback. so Yeah, you did.
0: He, darn it, if he didn't try his hardest, he was really trying. He did. And there was just a lot of things that the Raiders seemed to be able to get under his skin and just mess things up. And then there was a lot of calls that went the other way. It was just all a big mix of things. But even on the Raiders' side of the ball, there was nothing. No one blew up in terms of points either. I mean, Derek Carr only had 236 yards, one touchdown. He had a fumble and an interception, which capped his day. And Josh Jacobs was 15 attempts for 52 rushing yards three for four on his receptions and targets or 42 yards but he didn't get in the end zone so he had I think an average day I think around 10 fantasy points depending on your format um but Foster Moreau at least was someone that got the the catches for you in PPR he had he was seven for nine and he was someone that I had kind of pumped up to start as well
1: did you yeah I think this says a lot about where the Raiders are it does that it came down to hey Albert that it came down to a last-minute field goal, <laughs> and and good morning to Daniel. Um, I think it just says a lot. Uh, I, the Raiders were celebrating like they had done something great against a defense that wasn't there. So
0: yeah, we played so good against two. Like I mean, Miles yeah. Garrett, gosh, he he really went nuts and did as much as he could to spread himself wide to become three people, but he couldn't do everything. He can't the do the
1: everything. Day. Yeah. No. It was just very underwhelming. And then, now the Browns fall to the bottom of the.
0: And now the and now that's how crazy this division is. The Browns are at the bottom of the pack in the AFC North. Crazier things have happened, I guess, but we can yes. move on to the rest of the disappointments of the weekend because there's a lot of them. There's keep so them coming, many. Sam. Let's keep, them, keep coming, them coming, and then we'll talk about Tuesday and maybe bright spots we can try and look forward to. But my goodness, right off at the top. I went by leaders that were biggest underperformers. So there's definitely gonna be some missing because there's still a lot of players on this list that definitely underperform. But Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, right up at the top with single receptions for the day. Michael Pittman got you one catch and then promptly got ejected. So thank you for that, Michael Pittman. Chase Claypool had zero receptions, but somehow still had point points because he had a lateral catch that didn't count as a catch for some reason, but he still ended up with 12 yards. Mind-boggling. I don't understand. Amari Cooper was had two catches on eight yards, and unfortunately, we lost Chris Godwin this week mm-hmm. to an ACL tear, which is absolutely brutal. But he had six catches on seven targets for forty-nine yards. So he got you something, but nothing compared to what you were hoping for there.
1: A lot of disappointments on the Buccaneers' side of things.
0: So many. We're I, that's just the wide receivers I have written down. We have so many more to get to because. The Bucks were absolutely disappointing, and Brady's right at the top of my list for quarterbacks that disappointed. He did have over 200 passing yards, but he had a fumble and an interception and not mm-hmm. a single passing touchdown.
1: Like, And what? this is back-to-back games where he really hasn't looked that great. I no. know everybody was like, he came back, but he did not play well last week, week 14. So now we're into week 15, and he's still making the same mistakes. And he was making them in week 13 as well.
0: Absolutely. I think that it does
1: like hurt the situation that we had so many of the bucks players that went out with injuries. I mean it was back to back to back.
0: Yeah. And Godwin, also to be it was that many back to back injuries of like okay now we got to reset because we don't have him and now we have to reset because mm-hmm. we don't have him. Okay, we just lost our three main guys and we have to reset and refigure things out on the fly. That definitely has to get, you know, in players heads immediately of just like
1: Absolutely.
0: Like they didn't plan for any of that.
1: And um, we know that Gronk's there but Gronk Growing hasn't been.
0: Yes, it's been chaos, Daniel. Um, These comments
1: are I- <laughs> chaos. I'm trying to keep up.
0: I know, right? Albert wants to know this. He said, "Would you start Metcalf or Beckham tomorrow?" I'm down 12 points in full PPR. Oh, this is tough.
1: This is very tough, especially
0: because Beckham is now officially back in, in. the lineup. I was st- high on Van Jefferson. I'm still high on him in a lot I'm of formats. He's had a touchdown each of the last three weeks. He's got a good momentum going against a very weak Seattle team. So I think that all the pass catchers are going to see some targets. So I am high on him for that reason. I think that Metcalf is just the biggest struggle for me on the opposite side of this question. Who are you leaning towards? <sighs> I guess I would have to go – I guess I would have to go with with Metcalf because I feel like OBJ is going to be touchdown dependent when you mm-hmm. compare just how many offensive weapons Stafford has at his disposal compared yeah. to Russell Wilson, and they're going to be behind. So he's going to need Metcalf to get some separation from Jalen Ramsey. Um,
1: who- is um, – why am I blanking? Oh, my goodness. We have a receiver out in Seattle, don't we? Tyler Lockett? Think. Yes. Why can I not think of Lockett's name? I literally was looking at his cleats in my head and I could not <laughs> think of his name.
0: Tell you, you know. what college
1: he went to. <laughs> he's. Is he going to be back?
0: Um, That's still a maybe. So you have to check that for tomorrow. If Lockett so is that's gonna back, be a... I mean, I think if Lockett's back, it could, if anything, help DK Metcalf to have that separation. Your, so he's not the map. main target. Um. But that's also something to keep an eye on. If if Lockett's back, maybe then I go OBJ.
1: Um,
0: but it's so hard to sit. It's so hard. OBJ, I enough. don't
1: feel like, it's dependable. But I should also preface that by saying I'm not a big OBJ fan. So I feel like maybe I have some bias there. Um, yeah. But with them running out of empty as much as they do, they have so many different weapons. And it's really anyone's game. Yep. It's It's truly luck of the draw. On the other end of it, I did did say I don't think Seattle's going to have more than 10 points. So um, if it were me, I would start Metcalf over Beckham just because Beckham's such a wild card.
0: He is. It's just, man, I'm looking back and forth on these stats now. Sorry, Albert, we're trying to get you the best possible answer here. I mean, when you compare it, OBJ has had a touchdown each of the last three weeks compared to Metcalf, who has been kept out of the end zone. It's just... It's so hard to stop to bench someone like Metcalf. You got to have another receiver you can bench besides these two, um, unless you're just. This is obviously it's the end of the week, so.
1: And I also feel like I don't think the Rams are going to be playing from behind. They're going to have a lot of short, little, dumpy passes, Um, and the way the Rams defense has been operating, it's going to be really, really rough on the front. So I'm not confident that The ball is going to make it downfield a whole lot. Yeah.
0: So is our final answer then Metcalf?
1: That's my final answer. But All right, it, we'll
0: go final answer there for you, Albert. Hopefully that helped.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, like you guys are not confident.
0: He's like, Can I see uh, the rest
1: of your lineup? Yeah. Who else we got? <laughs> um, but no, let's go back to the points.
0: rest. Let's, let's let let go back to the rest points. of the disappointments of okay. uh, of the week. We were talking about quarterbacks just a second ago. We are talking about how Brady was very disappointing. Obviously, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and Joe Burrow, all on this top of this list of biggest disappointments as well. Each of those three only had one passing touchdown, which was just deplorable for what you needed out of them for the week. Kyler Murray, and I don't know what happened to the Cardinals, but they absolutely disappeared against the Lions. Like That's a weird such- sentence to say. I don't like saying it
1: no it's so weird it's it reminds me of my friend bats podcast like any given sunday that's all i could think about like that was like the theme of this week um i remember watching this and i was out at a sports bar and i was like oh they're gonna be coming back no big deal um
0: and then the time was running out and you're like i thought
1: i thought they were gonna come back (laughs) and i feel bad because like what first of all where did golf come from he knows how to play football now yeah
0: Apparently, he he does. I mean, I also think that it's something to the spirit of the Lions team when you clearly see that they're playing to finish the season out as strong as they can. And I think they're doing that for their coach. You can tell they really love Dan Campbell there. And yeah. obviously, when you have a season like this, the first thing that's going to happen is the head coach is going to get looked at and likely fired. So you can tell that they're playing their hearts out for him. So if anything, hopefully that helps them and you love to see a locker room that really loves their coach and they have that for them there's just been a lot of things that haven't gone their way the whole season but it was nice to see them finally put these pieces together that we had Ugh. thought could be a thing in the off season like Amon Ross St. Brown who's going to be in my article that's going to come out tomorrow because he looked absolutely phenomenal
1: it's sad on my end of things Ben didn't look great sorry no you're. I, I was trying not to go there on your on your quarterback I will say, so Doc and I were talking about the first look and I I was telling him, I was like, the news that I'm getting is that Lamar Jackson might not play. And in a redraft league, I have um, Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott. And I was like, I'm really thinking about picking up Huntley. And he was like, "Ah, I don't know if I would do that over Dak Prescott. And I did it. And some guy, I'm not going to say who he is, slid in my DMs on Twitter and told me I was wrong. And I would just like to say that you're at 39 right. points for Huntley. And what did Dak get? 12. 12 points for Dak.
0: So, Dak has looked so inconsistent for multiple weeks. So that was a I good call on your him. part to try and, you know, I, I feel like it wasn't a ridiculous take to try and play Huntley in that situation because Dak has been so not himself. So right. hard to rely on to have a healthy floor. And you weren't going to get that with him.
1: No. And he had his weapons back. I know the offensive line is still a shuffleboard. They were shuffling mid game, which I hate. I hate when they do that.
0: It's probably one of your biggest pet peeves. (laughs) It's
1: It really is because I'm just like, and things were going okay at the beginning. Why are we shuffling around? I don't understand. I don't get it. You can't get in a rhythm. It's like asking somebody to wipe their butt with their left hand. You can't (laughs) do it. It's everything's different so biggest pet peeve yeah real messy real messy messy. um but Dak wasn't impressive at all and at least huntley got a little scramble in him
0: i know and he found his tight end he did found mark andrews mark andrews had a fantastic week um and i kept hearing it on over and over again on the broadcast you know tyler huntley's putting in a great audition tape this is out his audition tape this is him you know maybe he's gonna play for another team yeah, he probably is because he's going to have had such a good showing against a really good team. team. I mean, you know.
1: And that offensive line did not look great. I still feel like we have issues with left tackle. We're having to pull left guard every single play. And he like he went out there and killed it.
0: Yeah, he absolutely did. And I I love seeing that, too, when someone steps up to the plate in such a good way. We've got the Avenge Nerd joining us. Thank you so much for tuning in and throwing us this question. He says, "Do you think that Tom will bounce back um, against Carolina next week?" He says that he thinks he does, and he wants to know what we think.
1: I think he does. A big, a, a big portion of what happened this week is that um, the Bucks got beat in the trenches, and they're not used to that. Um, they brought the pressure on Tom Brady, and he couldn't handle it. So um, I don't think Carolina has the the talent to be able to do that. So I agree. Yeah, I think I, he bounces back.
0: And unlike other quarterbacks that we've previously mentioned, Brady doesn't have a down week and then backs it up with another down week. He backs it up with a big showing and a huge game. The last game that he was underwhelming at was with the Colts. And that one, he only had a single passing touchdown and just over 200 yards. The following game against the Falcons, he had four passing touchdowns and just shy of 400 yards. I mean, you can go back through his stats the whole season. And every time he's had a down week, he's had an enormous week the following one. It happened in week four when he was down against the Patriots in terms of fantasy points. And then followed mm-hmm. that up against Miami with five passing touchdowns and over 400 yards. So he's going to come back very strong next week. I mean, I would say at least three passing touchdowns for Brady next week, minimum.
1: I can back that up. You answered my next one with how strong he comes back. Yeah. (laughs) He comes back real strong. Real strong.
0: Like having just finished another cleanse from the TB12 book and like real, real strong, like extra shredded. He's
1: going to hit his glow up this week.
0: Yeah, he's going to probably have to go buy some new tablets for the team because I think he's shattered several if you saw that take, which is hilarious. That was so funny. Angry Brady. You don't want to see him mad. No, Technology. I, I would not want to be in that locker
1: room this week.
0: No, and that's the other thing too is when you're dealing with someone that is that level of a competitor, he is a part cut from a different cloth. He is just a different guy. He's not going to go down – At all, like he's gonna literally probably not sleep much this week and then have to sleep on whatever you know mattress sponsors him that week and then just come back like crazy.
1: What does Grant call him? A meanie head?
0: Oh, yeah, Yeah. he said he's a meanie. That's not
1: what he calls a big meanie. He's a big
0: meanie in the locker room. Yeah, Brady doesn't laugh when he's coming off of a loss like that. So, scary. I do feel bad for Carolina because they're gonna face the brunt of that, and then obviously the Jets. And then Carolina has to face him again. This is just going to be a beating these last three weeks of Brady, like going to be ridiculous. Um, Daniel also jumping in here and saying the Ravens won't be letting Huntley go. He's an ERFA. So we'll be staying. Someone would have likely offered him a decent contract also. Sadly. Yeah, they would have. Um, yeah, I feel like never say never in the NFL. I was though, gonna say because quarterbacks are so hard to come by mm-hmm. with these extra skills and him just showing off a bit of that rushing ability. Teams like to see that. It's a shiny new toy.
1: Absolutely. And there's a lot of teams that are in need of a quarterback who can come in and play.
0: Yeah. It's ridiculous. Albert wants to know if we made the playoffs in any of our leagues. I did. Did. Yep. Yep, definitely did. Uh, waiting for those final numbers to come back from tomorrow to make sure that I can move on to the next one because that's
1: make how sure. close it is. <laughs> Do you want to know what's really embarrassing? The only league that I didn't make it to the playoffs in is the league that I started in the nursing home. My dogs in the background. Yeah, <laughs> with all the old people in it. There was a couple weeks I forgot. I forgot about it. Um, happens. Happens to the best of us. Fell to the bottom, but yeah, that's really embarrassing. That the not your grandkids fantasy league. I <laughs> didn't make it to the playoffs In You know, it happens. It absolutely happens to the best of
0: us. I definitely didn't set my lineup in a couple leagues, but I have too many leagues. Next year, I have to cut back and not do 13 leagues. My goal is to stick to six leagues next year.
1: So you'll average out at about like 10, 9 or 10? Yeah.
0: If I could just, yeah, if I could be under 10, that would be fantastic. The problem is I have too many dynasty leagues going on right now, and that's a whole separate.
1: And then issue. you have your DMs full of everybody else's.
0: I know I feel like I've got extra teams too it's always like
1: can I get credit for that
0: (laughs) I know I will say though that the friends that I have helped in a lot of ways like helped them with their draft and helped them with their pickup season long like when they've won they've always like taken me out to dinner done something nice because you
1: have good friends I do I do I have high expectations for the rest of mine what's Uh, up Will, Will
0: Will joining us I love Will he's he's the best hype man I love him You're fantastic. Albert's in 11 leagues himself right up there with us in all of our leagues. Love it. It's a full-time job. It is. It's a full-time job. What's that? How's that meme go or that voiceover that Kim says? It's a full-time job and no one knows how difficult it is. It's like, yeah, that's how I feel about my fantasy football team, Kim. Thank you for that. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about a couple. right let's talk about a couple running backs really quick that were disappointing and then I want to talk more about tomorrow's games as well but Joe Mixon was a huge disappointment and I'm gonna say it I called this I knew he was gonna get held out of the end zone he did go out
1: hurt he got hurt during this game
0: but I called it I said he's gonna probably get 15 touches and maybe 50 yards and he got 17 attempts and 58 yards I was
1: right there you're right there so
0: I knew that Denver was going to play them hard in the running game, and they absolutely did. Leonard Fournette was also out, which sucks. Another brutal injury for the Bucks, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be one that keeps him out too long. It doesn't look that bad, so definitely keep an eye on that for next week. Najee Harris, go ahead, and we can start beating up on the Steelers. They did not look good. There was a lot of bad things, but somehow we won. I don't know how.
1: That turned. offensive line is scary at this it's- point.
0: Yeah, it's it's honestly surprising that Ben hasn't gotten more hurt already. Like with how many people that have gotten hurt especially this week as well and you just look at everyone taking these hits, how has Ben not gotten more hurt behind this terrible line?
1: I think a lot of it is just well, one he can get the ball off quick.
0: And he's made of scar tissue because he's been hurt so many times.
1: That is true. But also he's not a moving target. So the hits no. don't hurt as bad. He, he just like no. goes down. No.
0: And I think there was one play too where he stepped up and the announcer was like, actually, if he just stayed where he was, he would have been okay. But just one step forward, Ben. No, just stay put. You can't move.
1: Stay where, you're, stay where you are. And yeah. mobile quarterback. How do we feel about Chuba Hubbard? Because I just feel like major disappointment all season long. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just not, not what he should have been to replace McCaffrey. And I don't know if that it needs to, is really necessarily his fault. Those are really big shoes to fill. And it's a lot to ask out of a player to be the they other are. guy.
1: Um, and he's, we knew he wasn't an explosive running back. Right. Yeah. But he's not even performing well as a sustaining running back. I really
0: wonder if this is going to be something we look back on in maybe two years and he's with another team and he's just fits in a different scheme better because he's not the right fit for this.
1: Sorry? I said Connor? James Connor?
0: Yeah, I feel this this might be a James Connor thing where it's just his skill set does not fully mesh with what they're trying to do here. And if he is with a different team, perhaps he's going to have more success. This could be something where he is a flyer that you – Take late in around maybe in three years and he comes back crazy strong.
1: I think so too. I hope that for him. Yeah. I hope he gets
0: somewhere else. Cause it's just not looking good right now. And I mean, when you look at him going up against the bucks next week, I don't think you're starting oh. him with a lot of confidence. No, not at all. No. Um,
1: Four, six. <laughs>
0: we're trying to keep up with all the comments. All right. we appreciate I appreciate you guys I'm jumping in back here. And
1: forth I love it all though. Right. I love Did
0: it. Thing, I forgot to set my lineup in one of my playoff teams and I still won by three points. Wow. Way to brag with two par- players down. Nice. That's nice. impressive. Good things for you. I love it. I love yeah. that for you. <laughs> Albert jumping in there saying Patterson. Oh, I know Patterson is on my list as well of huge disappointments. I mean, he was someone that I took, I think off waivers in the first or second week. Cause I was just depleted immediately at running back the very first week of a lot of leagues. And he saved me a lot of weeks. And this week I needed him. He wasn't there for me. He wasn't there at all. Just a ghost. Like like, not even a ghost. Like he was just dead. It's like, he just didn't get on the bus. It was just absolutely not there. I mean, he only had two catches, 11 attempts that didn't go anywhere. 11 attempts for 18 yards is barely a, a yard, almost two yards per touch. Like that's nothing. They all went to pits. Yeah, just not good. Not good. To Pitts and Russell Gage. Like he got all the targets. Oh yeah, Russell Gage. Which I don't think is gonna be sustainable. I do love Russell Gage and I had him he was my uh you know in draft day when he writes down the name on the post it note and he carries it around all day. That was what Russell Gage was for me in all of my drafts this offseason and it did not play out whatsoever. I hate that. I know, until right now. So it's like thanks. That was that was nice. Did you but, start him this week? No. I definitely didn't, but uh, I had other players that I thought, you know, Oh, he's way more likely to go off. And Russell gauge was amazing. Eight for 11 with 91 yards and a touchdown and they're against the Lions next week. So I think that he could have another good week next week. Could it match? You're talking about a
1: team that's super inconsistent though.
0: Yeah. They're so inconsistent. That's what's, I think really hard to hang your hat on with him is okay. Now they're going to be against Detroit Does Cordell Patterson come back next week crazy strong and they don't even need Russell Gage? It seemed like they got shut down at the run early and -hmm. they kind of were scrambling and no one was covering Russell
1: Gage. So that's why he was feasting. I honestly hope so because I also have Patterson. So I'm ready to go. Um, Let's see.
0: Daniel jumping in here as well. He said, I had... I uh, can't talk. I had to have some sort of luck out of 30 leagues. You're in 30 leagues, Daniel. 30 leagues. N- that's, that's too much. This that is that your full-time job? Because I'm one, jealous. Two, that's too much and I couldn't handle it.
1: That's I can barely handle insane. 13. Absolutely ridiculous. My numbers went away, so we're just going off. Of now. All right,
0: let's talk about Washington versus Philadelphia tomorrow because there is some last-minute rushing yards that I think we're all hoping for from Jalen Hurts. I think we're going to get them. I think we will. I think that um, Washington's been very inconsistent in terms of their defense. I mean, they've had some bright spots. And they've had some good moments. and They're getting a couple of players back tomorrow, which definitely is going to help them. But I feel like Jalen Hurts is still going to be able to outsmart them.
1: Absolutely. That, I don't, I don't think that, the Washington Washington's defensive line is going to even touch the Eagles' offensive line. I think really? that it's going to be whatever they want. Oh, yeah. The Eagles' offensive line is going to dominate this game. So they're going to okay. be able to run, do whatever they want. I nice. think we're going to get some good passing yards out of Jalen Hurts. Just a so, little bit here and there.
0: So because we know that Jalen Hurts is healthier, obviously because the game got pushed, it helps him and his ankle that he was coming back off of. Mm-hmm quite a bit more. So we had full practices. He looks really good and ready to go. Are there any other running backs for that team that you see having any fantasy output a la Miles Sanders, who I'm sure some people are still hoping for something out of, or do you feel like Jalen's going to run away with it?
1: I think, I think Sanders is going to have some, mm-hmm. I think Jalen hurts is going to give us bigger numbers. Yeah,
0: no, definitely. I mean, if you have to but- throw him in there, you have to, but I'm, I'm just not hoping for a lot.
1: I'm yeah, but I want to put a pass in. I think he's going to get in the end zone.
0: You think I Sanders think, gets in the end zone? I think he does. All right, I like that. Definitely like that. Now, how about the receivers? You said that you feel like uh, Hertz mm. is going to be more effective in the passing game. So de- does Devonta not- Smith also get in the end zone?
1: Devonte oh. Smith. Oh, I don't know if he gets in the end zone, but I think he's going to have a couple of catches. Whenever I say Jalen Hurts is going to throw the ball, I don't mean he's going to like throw the ball down the field. I mean, he's going to be able to hit some outside, drive the ball. He's going to be able to drive the ball. The
0: ball will go forward.
1: Yes. (laughs) We're not talking about crazy passing numbers.
0: Um, (laughs) But he will make a pass, whether it is. He will make the pass. I don't know. I don't know that
1: I would say Devontae Smith's getting in the end zone.
0: I mean, he hasn't been in the end zone the last three weeks. The last time he was there was against Denver, and he had two touchdowns there. But that feels like such a blip on the radar for the rest of the season. Besides that week where he had two touchdowns, he's only had two other touchdowns the whole season. That was in week one and then in week nine.
1: But I also feel like Washington's secondary is... Let me look at
0: here. Albert yeah. has a good one on this subject. He says, do you think that Goddard scores tomorrow? I mean, Dallas is coming off a really good game. He had, he was six for six Mm -hmm. with 105 yards and two touchdowns against the Jets, but that's against the Jets. They just,
1: they just don't really target tight ends in the end zone like that. Like,
0: I I mean, if I had to bet that he ended up with a touchdown tomorrow, I would probably say, I would probably say no just because he hasn't had so many this entire season. I mean, he's only had four touchdowns in the entire season, two of which come in that last week 13 game. And then his other two touchdowns were in week four and then in week one. Um,
1: The Eagles run a lot of RPO offense. And so when you're talking about like end zone targets, he's not going to get a lot. They're going to be utilizing him more as a blocking tight end.
0: Yeah. I
1: I, I say no. I don't think he gets in the end zone.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I don't think he's going to end up there either. I think he'll help to...
1: somebody get in the end zone.
0: Yeah, th- yeah, he'll definitely help them. But whether he's the guy in, in the end zone with the ball, unless it's part of a celebration dance when which he ends up with the ball, <laughs> I don't know that that's going to happen. And then let's talk about the Washington football team who look like they're going to be without Taylor Heineke, who I did love watching play. He's such a fun quarterback to play. He he tries his hardest.
1: You really and Emmerich. <laughs> Emmerich's big Heineke fan.
0: I like him. You know, he just plays with a different gusto that you don't see that much. And it looks like Kyle Allen is also going to be also on the COVID list. So it looks like we're going to have Kyle Shermer. And they did sign Garrett Gilbert as well, just just to have an extra body. However, that does not give me much confidence for the rest of the offense for the Washington football team at all. No, I mean maybe Tone Gibson is someone that you can start just because he's gonna have to have some sort of pace of play. Um, but he looked terrible against Dallas. I just it's just it's a it's bleak. I mean, McLaurin is the main guy, but he didn't have a single catch against Dallas. He only had three against the Raiders and four against Seattle. He's coming off some very rough weeks. He's not looking good. And I'm
1: looking here. Coming off a concussion too, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm sitting here looking at Washington's setup right now, mm-hmm. and it's almost scary.
0: It is. It's kind of going to be a little bit of a semblance of what that Browns game was in terms of this doesn't look like the team that it should look like, and it's like no, it's missing a lot of parts. A lot yeah. of people are hurt. This doesn't make any sense. Why are we playing this game even? So I mean, I definitely think the Eagles run away with this one, but it's just not gonna be a pretty one for Washington, which is absolutely brutal.
1: No. And that I'm gonna say the quarterback gets sacked minimum three times.
0: I like that average.
1: I'm I'm looking at that offensive line.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: minimum three times. Yeah. I
0: think three is a solid floor for the number of sacks that they'll get. Yeah. (laughs) Which is brutal to say. I don't Um, think.
1: Yeah. I think we're going to see a lot, a lot of stuff from Tressway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think so too. Let's talk about the Rams Seattle game, which I think has far more implications in terms of final playoffs. I mean, the Rams definitely need to win this to keep the hunt alive coming off of the last one that they had. They want to keep this momentum going. Obviously, they have Cooper Cup, which is pretty much all any team needs or any fantasy team needs to end up in the playoffs because he's been so incredibly consistent and just fantastic this entire season. He's had 12 touchdowns on the season, 1,400 yards, almost 1,500. He'll probably get that this week, and 151 targets. Just an insane volume at the position, just blowing away every other receiver.
1: But also, can we talk about Sonny Michelle?
0: Yeah, let's talk about Sonny Michelle.
1: Because I feel like we're going to be able to run the ball a lot in this game.
0: Yeah, you think that Sonny Michelle is going to have himself a good day?
1: I do think he's going to have, have himself a great day. Okay. How are you feeling?
0: I mean, I think that I like him a little bit more in terms of how he's going to split the workload with Daryl Henderson. Just because he is coming off of his injury and COVID. I mean, he mm-hmm. was someone that had it and was not feeling well, so people do tend to come back not 100% off of that. So for that reason, I do like the floor that he could have. Um, And he's had some good weeks, too. I mean, against Jacksonville, he had a touchdown and over 120 rushing yards, which you love. He did have 79 rushing yards in the last one against Arizona, which you also like. And he's getting a couple targets, nothing to get too excited about, but I think that they're going to need to run the ball quite a bit just to
1: open things up for their passing game. I think so too. And also Seattle is known for giving up fantasy points to running backs. Absolutely they are.
0: I mean, I guess in this matchup, I mean, I don't want to say the Rams just blow it away, something ridiculous like 30-something points and keep the Seahawks scoreless. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that the Seahawks come and make a couple good bids. But I feel like the Rams are going to put a hurting on Seattle tomorrow. It's home in so LA too. Like
1: I would go 27-10.
0: 27-10. That, Rams. That, that feels about right. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the 10 is going to be late as well. Maybe they get a field goal in the first half, the Seattle does. And then they uh-huh. kind of come back with another touchdown and they think they get a burst. Maybe it's off of a turnover or a mistake by the Rams. So they get a little bit of a burst of momentum. But mm-hmm. I agree. I think that 27-10 is pretty close. I mean, maybe I would say like maybe 31-13 or like some sort of weird number because there's been several scores this weekend that were just weird squared weird. Sc- weird score games. I mean, talk about the Sunday night game that was 9-0, crying out loud.
1: <laughs> that was, oh, the shutout. <sighs> the, <that> throwing, out.
0: <laughs>
1: the throwing of the tablets. The throwing of the tablets, yeah. The day that
0: many tablets it was it was tablet death it was brutal um but let's talk about the rest of the pass catchers there for the rams i think that we're not going to be seeing tyler higby so there's still some targets to go around again obj is going to be back in there i do still really love van jefferson though he's just been very very consistent in terms of seeing the touchdowns, seeing those red zone looks so i love Mm -hmm. him for that reason
1: i do too and that that offense is designed for it yeah um so, okay. So okay. if we
0: think everyone's going to be benefiting from this, I mean, we might have to relook at these numbers. Do we think that Cooper Cup ends up in the end zone at least once?
1: Yeah, I do. So
0: that's one. So we feel like probably Sony Michelle is going to end up in the end zone. I do.
1: I feel like Cup's going to end up in the end zone early. Yeah. I and and then like I think gonna that near, we're going to chill a little bit. But then I feel like... What's gonna happen is Sonny is gonna go off. So they're gonna to try to lock down a little bit of what they can on running backs. But honestly, I feel like I feel like early Cup's gonna go off and then it's gonna be Sony Michelle. Okay. But they run out of empty. That that's what they do. So yeah. it's anybody's game. It's it just gonna depend on how Seattle handles it. It's just Seattle doesn't handle running backs well. So
0: Yeah. Okay, so then new new numbers then just based on that. I'm thinking four passing touchdowns for Stafford, and I think that Sony Michelle runs in one.
1: Okay, so, so you're doing so Cup I'm, two, one? yeah.
0: So Cup gets one of those passing touchdowns, so at least one. Okay. So I'm thinking this has to be at least a 35 for the Rams, like minimum. Okay, I feel like there's plenty to go around. I think enough of them know how much they matter to us on our fantasy teams that they're just going to really try. <laughs>
1: You think so?
0: No. But I think I don't think they care about our fantasy teams. But I do think the Rams want to go to the playoffs and they want to make a statement. And that, to me, is going to be enough for them to have a really good week.
1: Who do they play next
0: week? Let's see. They need this win because then they face Minnesota, whose defense can do some things. Uh, Okay, so
1: we're talking about they have a quick turnaround. They do have a quick turnaround. I'm thinking... They're gonna start trying to rest people. Okay. Well, maybe then get up. They might try to rest people. I'm sticking twenty (laughs) seven ten. You're sticking twenty seven ten. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. I'll go. I'll go for the over then. I'll I'll go at least thirty five for the Rams, and I'll say. I'll I'll say. 35 or 36 for the rams and i'll say 21 for the seahawks because i i see the only reason that they would go over 30 would be if the seahawks have a bit of a burst and that forces them to pass a couple more times
1: do you think that the rams are going to get a defensive touchdown Ooh,
0: i feel like they're going to get a couple turnovers but i don't know that they'll get like a pick six
1: i agree i do think they're going to turn the ball over but i don't think
0: i think they turn it over i do not think they get a defensive touchdown
1: I think we get a, at least one or two interceptions. Albert's
0: jumping in here with his prediction, and he says 28-13 Rams. I can ride with that, Albert. Yep, I like that as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely agree with these numbers. Yeah, um, But yeah, so we've got those games to finish it off, and I think just a couple players I wanted to mention before we sign off for next week that are definitely going to end up in my article that will drop tomorrow, my StockWatch article. James Great Robinson, article, by the way. Thank you. James Robinson is gonna end up on that list because he is now freed (laughs) from Urban Meyer. He is freed from Urban Meyer and he faces the Jets next week. Like, let's go for fantasy. Like, come on. That's gonna be a huge week for him. I love Amon Ross St. Brown, as I mentioned earlier, against the Falcons next week. So those are two guys I love going into week 16.
1: Those are those are good picks. Man, oh man. You think Trevor Lawrence is going to make it happen?
0: I mean, I think that James Robinson is going to have a good day. I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to get sacked a couple times because the Jets like to just randomly come out of nowhere and put a hurt on the the opposing quarterbacks once in a while. Um, But where does your article come out? It comes out. Thank you so much for asking, Albert. It comes out on DrRota.com and it'll be out tomorrow morning because I like to stay up super late on Monday nights to make sure that it happens for you guys. I Every
1: week, one. Sam punishes herself.
0: I do. And then I have to catch up on sleep the rest of the week because after thirty, it is really hard to get that sleep in <laughs> afterwards. for some reason. I used to be able to do all-nighters all the time in college. Maybe I just burned myself out too much in college. I think there was a night where I, or a week I could say where I didn't sleep for three days in a row in college. That was
1: probably mm-hmm. my record for most not in sleeping days, but, uh, yeah,
0: I definitely need more sleep.
1: used to set my alarm in the library, college, 15-minute nap, and then I was done. Nice. Um, tomorrow's going to be a long day for you.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> it'll be a long day, plus the football to watch. Um, I was hoping to try and go to the Rams game tomorrow, but I don't know that's going to happen, probably for the best if I don't, because it's also Christmas this week, and I still have a little bit of Christmas shopping left to do. Brutal. Brutal. Brutal, yes.
1: brutal. Maybe we should – take one of your family members to the game i would if i a Christmas could gift.
0: hell yes i should text my brother hey do you want to sit in the nosebleeds for 50 bucks I, if if the tickets were that cheap i think the ch- cheapest tickets for the rams tickets right now i think they're around 150 so
1: yeah no it's and the that's, same thing in dallas it's you go to watch you pay like 200 dollars to watch it like on the big screen yeah it's like
0: DVD. i'll just watch it on the big screen and in my living room yeah. um but no it'll be a good week what else can people look forward to from you this week maddie
1: I have um, the SFI podcast coming out on Wednesday and then I'm back with Doc on Wednesday as well. And I, for the first, like, I'm really hoping that we can keep Seattle at around like 10. I need it to be 15 or under because I have this thing going with Doc. Doc says they're going to score at least 20. I said, ah, more 10. So, like... 15 or under and i'm golden so gotcha it's really where i'm putting my hopes
0: all right well for that bet i hope that you win but you know if it ends up going slightly over then i hope that i win (laughs) it's gonna go over go really far over not just like one over you know yeah definitely i Um, get that love it make sure everyone follows maddie at maddie kroll on twitter you have amazing fantasy advice and definitely everyone should be giving you a follow
1: the same as you. Check Thank out you. that article. Really, it's a great yes. article.
0: The Stockwatch article to, on drroda.com It's one of the free articles that you guys can check out. So please do. But then if you love it, also please subscribe because there's amazing content over there on the site that you guys should be checking out. And then I'll be recording the fantasy debate with Sam and Tate this week. Uh, as for the holiday, Tate and I are still debating whether to, when to record. But no matter what, it will drop Thursday morning It'll be out there for you guys. We're gonna That's make sure favorites. we get the fantasy advice. Yes. Thank you. Um, any last words, Maddie, before we sign off, before we try to finish week 15, even though it's still going tomorrow.
1: No. No, no <laughs> last thoughts. I'm no I'm out. It was, it was it was a an long Monday. Week. It was an it was exhausting, exhausting week. <laughs> week. I was emotionally exhausted watching all these players card off. I know. It was too much. Was let's too hope much. for less.
0: Let's just hope for no injuries next week. Yeah, let's across.
1: play nice play nice and hope we already don't have fantasy players
0: <laughs> seriously all right guys thank you so much for listening to the look back podcast with sam and maddie check out all the other content seasonal and dfs tools as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members only discord right here at drota.com Dr.